Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Okay, I am really excited about this episode because I think oftentimes when you're working to recover from something that is really hard, you often have no idea whether the heck you're even healing. So I want to walk you through some signs of healing from anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia because I know back when I was struggling, this is one of the things that was the hardest for me. Like I would think, am I even making progress? Am I even healing? Like, what the heck am I even doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And my mom would always tell me, Shannon, you're going to get better. You're going to overcome this. You're not always going to struggle like this. And I would be on the other end thinking, and probably with some anger on my face, but I'm not. Like, I'm not getting better. It's never going to happen. I don't know what the heck to do. And I often felt like I was doing everything wrong, like I just wasn't capable of healing. And I think a big reason for this is because I was always basing a lot of things off of how I felt or off of the hard stuff that I was experiencing. And you might be doing this too. And I think when we do this, it makes the recovery journey so much harder and you don't actually see that you are in fact healing. Because when we base a lot of things off of how we feel, we just don't recognize that our feelings are often not good indicators of anything. Like we just feel something, we take it, we run with it, we're like this feeling doesn't feel good and so it means something bad, right? Rather than just acknowledging, yes, this doesn't feel so good, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. So to give you an example, like I would often think that I wasn't making any progress because I was still experiencing a lot of anxious thoughts and a lot of feelings and even panic. But these things being present didn't mean that I wasn't making any progress. They didn't mean that I wasn't healing. So you might be declaring or you might have declared that you aren't making any progress or that you haven't made any progress because of the fact that you're still having anxious thoughts and feelings. But these things being present does not mean that you are not making progress in healing. Or you may also declare that you haven't made any progress or that you aren't making progress because of some really hard things that are happening. I used to do this all the time. For example, I would think okay, I did it, but I still felt really anxious. Like I shouldn't feel anxious. Or I had a panic attack and I hadn't had one in a while, so it must mean obviously that I'm going backwards. It must mean that this is a setback. Or I'm experiencing more anxiety, so it must mean that I'm doing something wrong. But sometimes these things are actually showing you that you are healing and that you are making progress because you're actually doing work that you haven't done before. So instead of seeing them as being bad things, as a sign of being bad things, I want to help you to shift it and start seeing these things as being indicators of you actually healing and making progress. Because the reality is that maybe you're feeling more anxious or experiencing more panic because you're finally letting yourself go places and do things 
while letting anxiety just tag along. You're not not doing the things. You're not trying to do the things without anxiety being there. You are learning that you've got to take it with you. Or maybe you had a panic attack because you finally let yourself feel and experience this thing that you've been trying for far too long to resist and prevent. Like you finally had panic because you're finally dropping the resistance and you're not trying to prevent it from happening. Or maybe the anxious moment or the panic attack was so bad because you were actually letting yourself feel rather than trying to fight it, rather than resisting it, rather than trying to make it stop, right? So before we jump into the indicators of healing, I just want to help you to make this shift from seeing your feelings as being like an indicator of things being wrong or you not making progress or you going backwards to maybe it being actually a good thing to maybe it being, nope, you're actually doing some hard, some uncomfortable things. You're actually allowing yourself to heal and make progress. So not continuing to base your progress, your healing off of your feelings or off of the hard things and starting to see them as like glimpses of good, like good healing, good progress. Okay, so now let's jump into the indicators of healing. So these are 10 things that I'm going to share with you that can show you, nope, you're actually healing. You're actually making progress. So the first one is kind of what we just talked about, but it's super important. You are no longer interpreting your feelings or the hard moments as signs of failure. Instead, you're recognizing them as natural parts of the recovery journey because they are. And you're seeing them as signs of progress and healing. So you have to recognize, right, if you continue to see these things, these moments as failures, you're going to stay stuck. You're going to lose motivation and confidence and self-trust and the list goes on and on. So starting to slow down, right, and not interpreting your feelings or the hard moments as failures is huge. It's They're huge indicators of healing and progress. Okay, the next indicator of healing, number two, is increased self-awareness. And this is one of the areas that we start off in my Panic to Peace program because without self-awareness, you are not going to be able to make healthy shifts and changes. So self-awareness means you are more aware of your actions, your behaviors, your thought patterns, how you're responding to your thoughts, like the things that you're doing that are contributing to the cycle, like the cycle of anxiety and fear and panic and all the things. And the beauty is that when you have more self-awareness, you can really see things for what they are. You can see the things that you're doing. You can see where you have to make some shifts. It really allows you to address your actions, behaviors, all the things in a really helpful and healthy way. So self-awareness is a huge sign of healing. Okay, the next one, number three, you're starting to break old patterns. So one of the biggest things when you're struggling with anxiety, panic, agoraphobia, and especially if you've been struggling for years, is that you have a lot of patterns, you have a lot of behaviors, you have a lot of things that you've been doing for quite some time. So you obviously, it has to start with that self-awareness, right? That's why we start with that in my program. You have to have the awareness so that you can address the patterns and begin to break them and make healthier decisions. And with this one, I don't mean you're breaking all the patterns because chances are you have 
quite a lot of things that you're doing that are contributing to the anxiety, but I'm just saying you're starting to, right? So there are many areas where you might be starting to break old patterns. There might be some things that you've identified that you're working through, and that is a sign of healing. So this one kind of goes into the next one. Number four is you have a willingness to try more. Like you are trying, you're facing, you aren't letting fear sit in the driver's seat and make all the decisions. You're making many more value-based decisions, like things that you want to do, places that you want to go, people that you want to see. You're choosing to do the things that you want to do while letting anxiety really come along. Like you're being courageous and you're doing the things that make you feel uncomfortable and scared or anxious and chances are you're starting to feel less of these things. So obviously having a willingness to try more, this is a way you can break old patterns, right? Because maybe a part of you has been avoiding and not facing and just resisting the anxiety. So having a willingness to try more really means you're just letting anxiety tag along, you're really focused on living, and you're choosing to do the things that you want to do. And also some other things you might be doing to break some other patterns is that you're doing less planning, less problem solving, less scanning, less checking. And also too, you're probably not getting so hung up on how things look like when you're trying. You're just having a willingness to try and you're doing things and you're not really getting hung up on how it looks. Because I always say this, when you try, you can't fail. Like trying is not failure. If you don't try, yes, you're not going to make any progress. But just having a willingness to try and doing it and not caring what it looks like and not telling yourself a story about what it looks like and not getting hung up in what it looks like or maybe how you feel while you're doing it or after or, you know, really tying meaning to that stuff, that's huge. So overall, just having more of a willingness to try to start to break those patterns, it's big. Okay, the next one, number five, and this is a big one too. You're more aware of your thoughts and you're becoming less attached to them. So this might seem small, but it's actually huge because this means you have more of an awareness of your thoughts, but you're no longer jumping on the what if train, right? You're not jumping on the train. You're not trying to problem solve, figure out, or analyze. Like you're just aware of the thoughts and you're really practicing just letting the things be there the thoughts, the feelings, whatever it is, and they're not holding so much power over you. You're able to acknowledge like these thoughts are just your thoughts. They're truly not your reality. They aren't a reflection of the situation or you or your capabilities. And also too, you know, a good indicator of healing is your thoughts are no longer leading to the sensations, the symptoms, anxiety, or panic as they once were. Or maybe it's less, right? The thoughts pop up, but they don't carry the same weight of the same, you know, the heightened sensation, symptoms, or panic. I always say it's okay to have thoughts. It's okay to have lots of thoughts. We are talking about our brain, right? This is the function of our brain. It thinks, it loves to come up with thoughts. And that's never a problem. It's really how you respond to the thoughts, right? And so this is why I truly believe this is such a huge indicator of healing because you will always have thoughts. And sometimes you always have lots of thoughts, but it's really the key is about not being so attached to them. Okay, number six, when the sensations or symptoms pop up, your default is no longer, oh no, I'm in danger, like I gotta do something. Instead of this response, you're actually slowing down 
And you're paying attention to how you respond to these things, right? Like what you do after the thought, the sensation, or the symptom pops up. Because I always say it's never the thought, the sensation, or the symptom that's the problem or that will create the problem. It's always what you do in response to it. So I always encourage, I don't care. I don't really care if you had another anxious thought. You had that intrusive thought again. You had that sensation pop up again or that symptom or panic, I don't really care. How did you respond to it? That's the important part. Okay, number seven, you are actually supporting yourself. Like I'm talking, you are practicing self-care, like you are being vulnerable, you're asking for support, you're being compassionate with yourself, you're giving your mind and body what it needs. Like you're truly supporting yourself. And recovery can't happen without this. And it's obviously hard. It's really hard when you're struggling with anxiety and panic and agoraphobia to do basic things sometimes like practicing self-care, like asking for support, like being compassionate with yourself. These things aren't easy. So it's massive indicators of healing when you're actually stepping up and you're supporting yourself and you're doing it in a gentle and kind way. Okay, this next one kind of goes along with this one. Number eight is you're actually letting yourself be human. (laughs) Imagine that, right? But this is just a way that you can be compassionate with yourself. But I always encourage that you go at things, your recovery journey, while letting yourself be human. Like you're always going to have hard days. You're going to have moments that are really hard. You're going to have moments where anxiety and panic seemingly does hit you out of the middle of nowhere, but you really have to recognize these things as being a natural part of the recovery process and just of life in general. Like we are all healing. We are all struggling with things. And you really have to let yourself be human because honestly, we can only handle so much. There is a point where things become really overwhelming and you just have to be nurturing of yourself. Like remind yourself, I am human. This is hard. It's okay that it's hard and it doesn't have to mean anything, right? I think it's always that second part. We go through something hard, but then we tell ourselves a story about it and we create this meaning when there really isn't any there. It's just hard. Like a lot of the stuff that we go through in life is hard. But sometimes it's also important to recognize like these moments where things are hard are natural processes of life, right? But they're also moments where you can learn a lot. They're opportunities. Like they can show you things, right? And in these moments, it's really about letting them be lessons and letting yourself learn and letting yourself grow through the hard stuff and really not pushing yourself, right? Trying to force it. Like something hard happens and we immediately have this impulse to want to like push even harder. I got to get through this. I got to heal. I got to get better. And when we do that, it really has the opposite effect. So when you're healing and you're making progress, you really slow down. You let yourself be human. You let these moments be hard. You don't try to push to you know really push on the gas pedal and go through it you just let it be hard you let yourself kind of just be in the struggle while not trying to figure it out or do anything about it and you recognize this is just part of the process like you're not going to try to force the healing you're not going to try to force yourself to feel better in the moment you're just going to let yourself feel the hard and you're going to work through it And I know, trust me, letting yourself be human is one of the hardest things that you can do, (laughs) but it's so important just to continue to recognize you are human and you are going to have hard moments and that's okay. It's really how you respond to them and to yourself that is important. 
Okay, number nine, you are actually taking the time to reflect and recognize your progress, even in the hard moments. Like you're actually taking time to reflect and say, okay, this thing that I'm doing now, I tried this three weeks ago or I tried this two months ago and it was so, so hard. And look, it's not that hard anymore. Or even something I did yesterday, right? And you're able to see with more clarity, like some things that I used to have to work so hard for aren't so hard anymore. Or I just have more willingness to do more. Like I never would have been willing to drive across that bridge. I never would have been willing to walk far without my house being in sight. I was never willing, you know, to do X, Y, and Z and recognizing you now are. And just being being able to reflect on some of the things that I've gone through, right? The eight other indicators of healing, like actually being able to see I have more of a willingness. I am not immediately responding to the sensations or symptoms with, oh gosh, I need, I'm in danger. I need to do something. Like, being able to recognize your progress and reflecting and being encouraging and supportive of yourself is a massive, massive indicator of healing. And I would also add to this one too, you're no longer doing so much minimizing, right? You're not looking back and going, oh yeah, well I can now do this, but that's not so much of a big deal. Like, no, it is a big deal. You know, something that used to be hard for you isn't so hard anymore. And granted, it might not be hard to this other person who doesn't struggle with anxiety and panic. That's great, but obviously it's not going to be hard for them. So don't minimize, you know, your progress, your healing and what you're doing. It's so important to see it for what it is and to really celebrate yourself and honor the progress and healing. And before I share with you the last one, number 10, which is one I really love, I just want to say, I want you to notice when I was going through these indicators of healing, how I used words like starting to and practicing and increased awareness. It isn't you're healing when you have it all figured out and when you never feel anxious and when you always respond in the most healthy way or when you always do the quote right thing. You know, it's not about having it all figured out. There is so much healing that happens in the small steps and the small moments and it's recognizing when you start to make shifts and you start to make changes. That's really when you're making a whole lot of progress and that's when you're really healing. Okay, let's talk about number 10, the 10th indicator of healing. And I love this one because people often ask me, Shannon, when the heck did you actually know that you were starting to heal? And this is how I answer this question. Like I was doing a lot less questioning of whether or not I was healing and I was just letting the healing happening. So the 10th indicator of healing is you are doing less questioning of whether or not you're healing whether or not you're doing things right, whether or not you're on the right path, and you're just letting it unfold. So this was truly it for me. Like when I look back, I can't really like point out this time. I don't remember it because truly the thoughts, the sensations, the symptoms, the panic, like I just allowed these things to fade into the background. Like I just didn't put so much attention and focus on them. Like I stopped questioning myself so much and I just started living and doing and not being so focused on all these things, which is anxiety. Like I was really letting myself live more and I was dropping the wanting to know and wanting the certainty and just to wanting to know I, I was on the right path and I had it all figured out and I was going to heal. Like I was just letting it happen. 
So this is, of course, a massive indicator of healing. Like you're truly letting it happen. You're recognizing that the healing is happening in the small moments, in the small steps. It's not in the big stuff. It truly happens in the day to day. So I hope these 10 indicators that I've shared with you have really helped you to recognize that you are in fact healing, that you are in fact making progress even when it doesn't feel like it. And of course, I I feel like I have to end with this even though it's so cliche, like truly healing is not linear. It's up, down, it can be bumpy, it can be, you know, feel like you're on the the right path you're making the best choices and then it feels like you can be totally thrown off but I really want you to recognize these moments don't have to mean anything it just is part of being human it's part of healing it's part of life it's part of the journey and it's really important you pay attention to those stories right how you're responding to these moments what you're telling yourself and not putting so much meaning to them like letting the journey be up down all over the place and it's okay. You're still healing and you're still recovering. So be gentle with yourself and please, please let yourself be human while you're working to heal. Okay. If you have found everything that I've shared here to be helpful, I would love for you to share it with somebody that you think could need it and to to get these 10 indicators and just to know that they are healing, that they are making progress. And if you haven't taken the time yet to rate and review my podcast, I like honestly beg you. (laughs) It's so important to me. This podcast is so important to me. I put so much into it and I just always want to continue to give and do it in this way. And I just love reading what people have to say and I love knowing that it's helpful. Um, So yeah, if you could rate and review it, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it. I will read it. And I, if you don't mind DMing me, letting me know that you have rated it and reviewed it, I always send a personal message and I just appreciate it so much. So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.